0: 17.
1: Thank you. Lord. For I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who
0: believes first to the Jew then to the Gentile. For in the gospel the righteousness of God is revealed from first to last just as it is written the, ju- the righteous, King James says, the just. The righteous will live by faith. The righteous will live by faith. And we are justified because of what Christ did for us and our faith in Christ, what he did on the cross. That's why the interchanging of the words just and righteous. I want to I talk about living in the
1: tension between faith and feeling.
0: Living in the tension between faith and feeling. So, Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you, Lord, that when your word goes forth, it does not return to you void. It accomplishes all that you desire. Thank you that you prosper your word in the things that you sent your word to. Thank you for Send in your word and thank you for prospering your word. Grant me a fresh anointing of your spirit that I may minister under your anointing in faith. In Jesus'
1: name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Living in the tension between faith and feeling.
0: Amen. I was talking with someone last week, I think it was, and we got into a conversation about some things that that he was dealing with. And uh, we began to have this conversation
1: uh, about happiness. And it led into a conversation about feeling or feelings. And I explained to him that happiness is a feeling. And that feelings change. So we're not to live by our feelings.
0: Uh, joy that the Lord gives is a fruit of Holy Spirit. Happiness is not a fruit of Holy
1: Spirit. So when God gives us joy, that joy is constant in our lives because it's of God, is of Holy Spirit. And it's so critical that we understand uh, the difference between this and that we understand that we don't or we should not govern our lives by our feelings. Uh, We have to learn to live by faith. But we're, we're here. We're in this tension because we're in physical bodies and we What we experience in our physical bodies, we tend to take as reality. And we make our decisions many times based on what we see as being reality in the physical realm, which goes into our feelings, what we feel. You hear people say, just follow your heart. Well, you have to be careful with that because the Bible says The heart is deceitful above all things. Who can know it? So you don't follow your heart. Following your heart ties in to go with your feelings. You hear people say, well, I just don't feel it. You talk to people about different things. I don't feel that. Yeah, I'm not feeling that. That's a common saying about people. And even sometimes when you share the word of God with people, people say, well, I'm not
0: feeling that today. And God knows my feelings. Yeah, he knows your feelings. It's like he knows your
1: heart but but, but we have to we have to see the difference that God did not call us to go by our feelings. I feel the Lord telling me to do this or telling me to do that. You don't go by your feelings. God has given us Holy Spirit, and part of what He does for us is uh, what He imparts in us is the gift of discernment so i I, I need to to seek to be discerning about what what God is saying and about what God is doing and not judge things by my feelings, as real as my feelings may be. Amen? It's real. If I get cut, it's going to hurt. And if I get cut deep enough, it's going to bleed. That's real. But what is my faith? How does my faith address this situation? Hurt, pain, you know, uh, sickness, all of those are real Feelings, But when it comes to my life, do I live my life based on my feelings? I shared a long time ago, you know, watching some of these uh, television shows with with these people who are like, um, I think, maybe like the Navy SEALs and what have you. People have gone through special training and, you know, they're they're, 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 one of the things that that they're taught is how to deal with pain. You watch these shows and these people, uh, you know...
0: And some of them are not Navy SEALs, and I realize television is
1: television. Uh, but you watch these shows and you see people who've been cut and wounded, you know, and, and, and they still won't give up uh, the information that the enemy is looking on. You see people using uh, electrical prods and, and what have you, and, and electric shocking people and what have you. And, they, and they, they're able to deal with the pain that, they go, that they're going through. And when I used to, years ago, I prayed God help me to deal with. Pain that comes in my life from a perspective of faith, not by what I feel. Okay, yeah, it hurts. Yes, I cry. You know, uh, yes, I may get down, but I have to see what faith says. You know, to this. And as I was as I was preparing this, and I'm gonna kind of go with the flow as as the Holy Spirit has given me this. You know, one of the things that that I realize is well let me back up and say we you know when we look at the scripture that says God did not give us the spirit of fear he gave us the spirit of power of, of love and of a sound mind and and and, and fear is a feeling all right uh, and, and so god did not give us that 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 feeling of fear even though in the natural uh, fear is real and so one of the things is I'm, as I'm speaking to you right now, I'm hearing God saying that we have to be careful about the natural and the spiritual. We have to realize we're in natural bodies, but the just live by faith. We're filled with Holy Spirit. We are to live by his guidance. We're to live in his power. We're to live in his knowledge. And so we don't judge everything by what we feel, even though what we feel may be very real to us in the natural.
0: Amen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, And,
1: you know, when you look at the Bible, the Bible does not deny the realness of our feelings The Bible just gives us a different perspective. Jesus said, in the world, you're going to have tribulation. Yeah, you're going to have tribulation. Trouble is going to come. Pain is going to come. But what did he say? Be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. So you're going to go through these things in life people hated me, they're going to hate you also. You're going to deal with all of this in life. You're going to deal with hatred. You're going to deal with meanness. You're going to deal with rejection. All of this stuff you're going to feel in this life, but how do you deal with it as a child of God? Amen. And this is the difference now. And we're talking about as a child of God and and prayerfully, you know, as uh, maybe everybody is not at a certain point in your life, a certain level in your life. But something will happen to prompt you to move from where you are to the level where God wants you to be. Because God wants each one of us to live by faith and not by feeling. If you live by your feelings, you're gonna be, you're gonna be up, you're gonna be down. You're gonna be in, you're gonna be out. There will not be any consistency in your life because your feelings change. Amen? You're feeling strange. Just the other day, I don't know, you know, uh, I did something when I was working out, and I've been having pain in my lower back the whole time. Right now as I'm standing to you, standing before you, there's pain in my back right now. I could allow that pain to put me in bed. But my faith says I have to get up and go. So yesterday, day before yesterday, I got up and I walked three miles, you know, because my faith says you don't allow what you feel in your body to stop you. Now, everybody can't do that because of certain physical conditions, but you still have to deal with where you are from a standpoint of faith and don't let your feelings govern your life. Because if your feelings govern your life, your feelings will stop you. Your feelings will get you in trouble. Your feelings will will hinder what God wants to do in your life. So we live by faith and not by feelings. Since I was dealing with this, and as I was talking with this young man the other day, I said to him, "Your faith must inform your feelings. Your faith must inform your feelings." Why is that the case? Because we are born in sin and we are shaped in iniquity. We have a fallen nature. So my feelings operate out of my fallen nature. Amen. My feelings are ignorant of faith. My feelings are ignorant of what the word of God says. My feelings are operated out of my fallen nature. So in my fallen nature, I can get mad at you and never forgive you. In my fallen nature, you curse me out, I curse you back out. In my fallen, because of my feelings now, am I talking to anybody this morning? Think about this. this is your, so, so as we're dealing with this as a child of God, our faith must speak to, must inform our feelings. Because our feelings don't know what's right. I know you got this argument going on in your head, even now, somebody, that, yeah, but my feelings are so real. That's what the Lord is saying. Your feelings are real to you, but there's a different level of reality. If you are a child of God, reality is in the spirit realm. If you are a child of God, what's real is what God reveals to you from where he is, not from you, from from where you are. Not in your fallen nature. Think about your fallen nature. Think about all of the feelings that come out of your fallen nature. All of the feelings. And there are a whole gamut of feelings that come out of our fallen nature. What does the Bible say? So as I dealt with this and talked about how your thought about how how your feelings must, your faith must inform your feelings. So l- l- let me just say this. So then, all of the time, as a child of God, my faith is teaching my feelings how to react. All of the time. All of the time. My faith is teaching my feelings because my feelings don't know. My feelings don't know. And it takes a long time for us to grow to that point that faith is what's prevalent in our lives. We can come to the church. We can sit under the preaching and sit under the teaching. We can know the word of God, but when something happens, we react out of feeling. We We just react because this is what we know. But God wants us to know something different. So then, the Lord said, first of all, the faith Has to inform your feelings. The faith. I'm not talking about your personal faith right now. I'm gonna talk about that in a section. In a second. The faith must inform, the faith must teach, the faith must instruct your feelings. The faith. The faith. Paul talked to the Romans about faith and the gospel. That's what he says right here. When you read this whole section, he mentions the gospel and he mentions faith several times, several times. And he wanted to go to them and he wanted to preach the gospel to them. And he said, for in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. How do I know what's right? The righteousness of God deals with what's right. So how do I know what's right? Do I go by my feelings Nope. Do I go by the way I was raised? No. Nope. Do I go by what television says? Nope. Do I go by what the psychology book says? No. In the gospel, in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. How many of us today, how many people today go with what they feel in their bodies? They feel, and we we, we, we have to be we have to be uh, sensitive today. In certain arenas, there was a conversation our ministers were having online the other day about a situation. And we understand how we must deal with people in the world. But I'm talking about believers. When it comes to what's right, what do we get, what do we get right from? We got to see God's perspective. We got to know God's perspective. We have to know what the word of God says. And it's so easy for us to try to wiggle our way out of what the gospel has said. To try to find find a, a comfortable place so that we feel okay. God is not concerned about you feeling okay. He wants you to be okay. Somebody wrote a book a long time ago, I'm okay, you're okay. Well, that's not necessarily the case. We have to look at this from God's perspective. God wants to move us from feeling to faith. And when you get moved from feeling to faith, then you are able to confront the issues of life that come at you from a different perspective. So, So the faith... The faith, as it is revealed in the word of God, should be teaching your feelings what's right and how to respond. Y'all might have quiet this morning, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah. For the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from the first to the last, means through and through. It's by faith. As Christians, as followers of Jesus, we live by faith each day of our lives and we're challenged as as faith is informing us, as the faith, as what God has said in the word is informing us and teaching us. We're being changed day by day. But we got to be informed by the faith. Stop listening to people who take a little bit of scripture And build a case on it. Go back to the word of God and search the word of God for yourself and find out truth. And then start building faith from that perspective. This is the faith of Jesus. This is the faith that Jesus communicated to his disciples. He said, I didn't come to do my own will. I came to do the will of my father. What he spoke was from his father, which was right and which was truth. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except he comes by me. Oh, but, but today everybody's going to die and go to heaven. But that's not what the Bible says. There's no other name given among men whereby we must be saved. Jesus and his standard of righteousness. So the faith, the faith. And, you know, we, we spent a lot of time, we spent a lot of time here trying to teach correct doctrine which builds solid faith so i'm not you know i used to I, I, the other day i was thinking about when we first started and we come to church and we would you know i would preach hard and the musicians are going and we would just dance i'm not so much concerned about that anymore i want you to know the faith because you got to live day by day and you got to face situations day by day what is informing your feelings because all of us have feelings. All of us. All of us have feelings. What's informing your feelings? Who are the people you're talking to? What are they saying to you? What are they saying to you? It's comfortable for us to be around people who agree with us. You know, we go through this, this, this in, in this season, uh, you know, there's a lot of I, maybe I shouldn't say in this season, in this generation, a lot of people don't, don't you know, we spend time with our friends who are on the same level that we are. And we have conversations with our friends, and sometimes our friends don't challenge us. Our friends agree with us. Our friends tell us what they think. Why not be around somebody sometime, not all the time, who going to tell you what thus saith the Lord and give you a solid scriptural perspective Of what it is to live by faith because you are Christian and you want to live by faith, not by your feelings. I don't care what somebody did to you. What does the Bible say? What does the Bible say? And when do you get to that point that you deal with that person from what the Bible says? When you push your feelings to the side and it's a growing process. It's a growing process. Husbands and wives who end up in divorce, its some hurting things that happen, but how do, you, how do you deal with this from the perspective of faith? Oh, the world says just go to the divorce court, get a, get a divorce, it's okay. What does the Bible say? What does the Bible say? are a whole lot of issues that we try to help you see and, and focus on from what the Bible says, but, but, but the perspective of the world has so much sway on people that we will quickly bypass what the Bible says and go with what society says. If it's okay in society, if it's okay in my family, it's okay in my culture, it's okay with me. What does the Bible say? How does your faith speak to your feelings? How does it? How does it? So if if in this tension, and we're, we're in this, we're in this, this is where we're living, saints. This is real for all of us because all of us have feelings. But when do we bring, when do we allow the faith That's communicated in the scripture. We're not looking for a new new interpretation now. I'm not looking for a way out of what the Bible says. All right? What the Bible says may put me at odds with some of my family. But Jesus said, I didn't come to bring peace. I came to bring a sword. I came to to set mother against father, children against parents. Husbands against wives, because when you accept Jesus and his ways, it puts you in a place that you can't accept even everything your family says. Doesn't mean you hate them. You got to learn how to, as someone told me the other day, you got to learn how to show love and, and, and impartiality in the midst of these relationships so that Christ is glorified. How does how does how does your faith, how does the faith, how does the faith so how do I know the faith? And we see it all of the time. I gotta get into the word, I gotta study the word. You can't let your Bible sit on the shelf. You can't just listen to songs. Thank God for spiritual songs, but you got to get into in this word and study this word so that you will know what this word says because, amen, Jesus talks about the word of God being sold and, and he talks about your house being built on a solid foundation. If your house is not built on the solid foundation of the word of God, when the winds come, when the floods come, when the rains come and beat upon your house, it will fall and grate will be the fall of it. And guess what? Storms are coming in your life. People are in storms right now. I was riding on the interstate the other day. I had to stop because it was, I couldn't see in front of myself and I looked up and the clouds were black and I was looking for a hurricane or tornado or something. Storms are going to come. Storms are going to come in your life and there's not going to be a physical storm. How does your, how does the faith we, sing, we used to sing a song, whose report do you believe? We say, we shall believe the report of the Lord. What's the report of the Lord? We sing it in the song. His report says, I am free. His report says, I am healed. His report says something else. But what does the Bible say? That's what the song says. Do you know what the Bible says? Can you quote what the Bible says? Can you speak to your situation from what the scripture says? And this is what God wants to bring each one of us to. My faith is not good enough for you. I was reading a devotional the other day and it was talking about moving beyond borrowed faith. You can't live off your father's faith, your mama's faith. You can't borrow your grandparents' faith. You need faith in the Lord for yourself, which brings us to the second point. You move from the faith that's revealed in the word of God that will speak to your situation from the word of God where you own this faith for yourself. So then this becomes personal. This is more than just going to church and fulfilling your duty. This is a personal walk with the Lord where the faith that's revealed in Scripture now becomes your faith. And now it's my faith when trouble comes. My faith begins to speak to me. Because it's mine, because I've owned it, It's not just in my head, it's in my being. It has to get there. People need to stop. People need to move from church membership to relationship with Jesus. A personal, solid relationship with Christ where this is now your faith. The just shall live by faith. Jesus and his disciples were on a, as they were all of the time, moving from place to place. He's going to Jerusalem, got to a point, saw a fig tree. And he went to the tree to see if there was any fruit on the tree. And it wasn't even time for fruit to be on the tree. So when I read that, I'm saying to myself, this is a teaching moment. This is what Jesus is doing. He's teaching his disciples something. So he curses the tree. Next day, they come back, pass by the same way. They looked at the tree. Peter said, Master, the tree you cursed has died. Mark chapter chapter 12, verse 22. You know what Jesus said? Have faith in God. Have faith. If I'm going to have faith in God, that means I'm going to own faith in God. It's not just pages on the Bible, on the book. It's not just what the preacher said. Not just what, what, what your mama or daddy said. I remember as a little child listening to my mama pray for healing. She was watching, she was watching Oral Roberts. I remember that as a little boy. When in the Baptist church, you didn't pray for stuff like that. You just didn't do that. That wasn't even taught in the church. Thank God for television. Can somebody thank God for television? Amen. And, and I, would, I, I would wonder about that. But what mama was doing was she was imparting something in me as I watched her. That's why it's so good to pay attention because so much is learned by what's caught and not what's said. You got to catch some things. Jesus said, said, have faith in God. Let's see. I said 12, 11, 22. I want to find the scripture. Yeah, 11, 22. Have faith in God. Truly, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, Go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. But what was the first thing he said? You got to have a personal faith in God. It cannot be just what you saw me do. Jesus said you can do the same thing. If you have faith in God, if you own, if you possess this faith in God, this personal faith in God. Now, people will say today, well, I spoke to that mountain, I spoke to that tree, and it didn't wither. I spoke to that mountain, and it didn't move. But do you really have faith? Are you testing God? Are you trying to see if it'll work? You don't try to see if this will work. You just have faith in God and you speak those things that be not as though they were, and you watch them come to pass in your life. That's because you have, you possess this. This is who I am. This is how I live. The Bible says he that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. If I'm diligently seeking the Lord, I'm not just trying him. I'm not trying him to see if he'll do it. I'm just going to keep seeking him. I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep searching. I'm going to get in the Bible. I'm going to search. I'm going to find out what this faith is all about so it can be mine. I thought about Jesus' disciples as they, were, as they watched him, as they lived with him. They were, he was teaching them. They were catching things. As they saw him move and saw him work. So even in this situation, they caught something. Jesus just spoke it and went on about his business. He did not stop and look at that tree to see if it was going to die or not. He spoke it and he left. How many of you standing over stuff watching to see if if it's going to happen? You don't really have faith if you're waiting to see if it's going to happen. You pray for somebody. I hope the Lord will heal you. No, you pray for them. Healing belongs to the Lord, and you going about your business, believing God for healing. So they caught something. So after the day of Pentecost, Jesus is ascended into heaven. Peter and John are on the way to the temple at the hour of prayer. They get to the gate called Beautiful. A man is sitting there, and he's begging for alms, begging for money. Peter said, we don't have any money to give you, but what we have, we give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And these the first I said, look at us. Then he caught the man by the hand and lifted him. And the man got up leaping and walking because they had faith in God. This was their personal faith that they had. It wasn't just the faith of Jesus. Now it's their faith. Now they're doing what Jesus did. Do you not realize that God wants the same thing for you and me? I thought about Elijah and Elijah. Elijah was following Elijah. God was getting ready to take Elijah away. He's following. They're the other sons of the prophets. Don't you know your master's going to be taken? Taking... Elijah, Elijah said, be quiet. Elijah kept following Elijah. Wouldn't leave him. Stayed with him. They crossed the cross Jordan, stayed with him. Second Kings, I think it's uh, chapter 9, I'm not sure. Second Kings. Elijah said, what do you want me to do for you? Elijah said, give me a double portion of your, let me inherit a double portion of your anointing. Elijah said, that's a hard thing you're asking. He said, but if you see me when I'm taken up from you, then you'll have what you ask. So they kept on walking and kept on talking. Elisha didn't leave Elijah. All of a sudden, chariots of fire and horses of fire came down from heaven and, and, and caught up Elijah. And Elisha cried out, My father, my father. But as he was taken up, his mantle fell. Now, Elisha didn't get caught up in his emotions. You know what we're going to do when our loved one die. We're going to fall out. We're going to fall, slap out. And some of us are going to grieve for five years. Oh, Bishop, you're being harsh now because it takes, it takes people longer to grieve. Some people longer to grieve than others. Yeah, grieving is a process. Sometimes it could be 12 years later, and the Lord reminds you something about a loved one, and you go through that, through that period. But guess what? In that, in that period of time, you didn't just focus on your grief. You focused on doing the will of the Lord. So Elijah said, my father, my father. And then when the mantle fell, Elijah picked up the mantle, went to the Jordan, smote the river, the Jordan, and said, now where is the Lord God of Elijah? And the waters parted. So what do I see in this? I see now that this is not just a faith that he saw. This was a faith that had become his own. God revealed himself to Elijah, And Elisha did twice the number of miracles than Elijah did because he walked in a faith that was his own. And he allowed his faith to inform His feelings. If you don't get anything else out of what I'm saying to you today, start allowing your faith to inform your feelings. Your feelings will always get you in trouble. The Bible says take every thought captive. Make it obedient to Christ. Do you understand what that means? Bring those thoughts into subjection to what the faith teaches and what your faith says to you in the midst of this situation. Because the just live, dwell, stay in faith. You can't let your feelings. Got you. I'm going to stop right there. I had started on five more pages of this message. So. Uh, I'm going to stop right here. Do you get it? Think about it. You're in attention. All of us are. Our feelings run rapid sometimes. We're dealing with feelings every day. Sometimes you don't want to get up in the morning. But you have to push yourself to get out of the bed. Your feelings say stay there. Your feelings say sleep a little bit longer. Your feelings say Respond. Your feelings say eat more. Feelings. What does faith say? Let your feelings teach your faith. Let your excuse me. Let your faith teach your feelings. The faith that's revealed in the scriptures and your faith that has now become personal. And I have to make sure that my faith, that my faith is based on what the word of God says. Not by what I heard somebody say. Because what you heard may not be the truth. We often talk about, people say, you won't be able to tell the winter from the summer except by the budding of the trees. How many of y'all searched for that scripture? And didn't find it. Because the Bible didn't say it. There are a lot of things that's passed down to us. There are a lot of things that we try to reason through in our logical minds. And we can't figure it out. Because what God does does not fit into the frame of our logical minds. So we go by the faith that becomes our faith. And that's a struggle for a lot of people. Letting the faith become their personal faith. I pray this message blessed you today and helped you in your walk with the Lord. This is a walk. This is a journey. and We face so much on this journey. So much on this journey. We got to know how to respond so we can live by faith, stand. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you that when your word goes forth, it does not return to you void. It accomplishes all that you desire. Thank you for prospering your word in the things that you sent your word to. Thank you for sending your word to us today. Thank you for what your word accomplishes in our lives. Now, Lord, if there's any unbeliever who's listening today, draw that person to you by your mighty power. If there's somebody that's been on the fence between whether to yield their lives to you or whether to follow the ways of the world, draw that person. Holy Spirit, you're in control. You love us. You want the best for us. We say yes to your will, yes to your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, if there's anybody in here today and you need to accept Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, we want to give you that opportunity to come now. If you're watching us online today, we want to give you that opportunity. We want to give you that opportunity to make a confession of your faith in Christ Jesus. If you're watching us online and you make a confession of Christ, in the comments section, if you would give us your information or there is a, there is a, 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 there's a place online that talks about uh, making a confession of faith, if you don't want to put it in the general comment, you can go to our, our website and, and make a person, give us your personal information so that we can follow up with you. Someone is watching. Someone who's paying attention. It's so important that you start this walk of faith. Don't just be a church goer. Don't just be a church goer. Have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't just talk about it. Have faith. Have faith. Have faith in Jesus so that. The faith can inform your feelings that deal with your reality. And once the faith becomes your personal faith, it takes you to a different level where you now live by faith. And every day, you seek the Lord throughout the day. You don't have to be on your knees. You can be in your car riding, but you're seeking the Lord. You're asking for his help asking for his wisdom, you're asking for his guidance. So if you want to receive Christ today, I want you to pray with me. I want to lead you in this prayer of confession. If you feel the need, if the Lord leads you to connect with this ministry, we want want you to feel free to do that. And you can also let us know that online. uh, We will follow up with you. So repeat after me, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I've never accepted you as my Savior and and my Lord. Lord Jesus I believe that you died on the cross for my sin I believe that you took my place that your sacrifice was atonement for me thank you Lord thank you for taking my place in death because God's law said the soul that sins shall surely die I've sinned which means that I am eternally separated from you But I believe that you died for me to pay that price, to satisfy God's law on my behalf. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Save me from my sin. I yield my life to you. Thank you for receiving me. Thank you
0: for saving me. well that brings us to the end of the message for today I pray that you've been blessed by the message and if you have write to us let us know how this message has impacted your life We are actively working in eight countries in the world, on the ground in Liberia, Malawi, Burkina Faso, Ghana, Guinea, uh, Kenya, and Dominican Republic. So if you'd like to help us in this work, feel free to sow a seed to help further the preaching and teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the expanding of the kingdom of God. If you would like to give, go to topraise.org forward slash